this is Dirk Manning, the writer and creator of Nightmare World, Tales of Mystery, writer wrong, a writer's guide to creating comics, love stories to die for, and all kinds of stuff. Mainly scary stuff. I write scary stuff, then I also write things to help people write comics. But you, my friends, are very, very fortunate right now, and I'm very excited for you because you are listening to The Spectre Show. I'm going to quit talking, listen to the show, it's awesome, and uh, enjoy. Welcome to episode 25 of the Spectre Show, A Violent Fluid. My name is DJ Allen, I am the Emerald Spectre, and got a lot to talk about today. This is dropping, well, I'm, this is dropping the day after I'm recording this, so this is the night before, or the day before, so once again, I, I don't know why I tell you these things, but it's good to know that sometimes I wait till the last second. Um, just happens to be my day off, so I can record this during the day. I'm sitting at home, and while my wife had a jury duty that was supposed to happen, they decided to let her go, and her she's fulfilled. So I'm uh, I'm recording this a lot earlier than I thought I would. Today I discovered that Nine Inch Nails, my favorite musical band, artist, music? Question mark. I mean. Nine Inch Nails is the only performing group slash individual that I can listen to any of their songs at any point in time and be interested. So I'm never not interested to listen to Nine Inch Nails. I say that to say that there's a new EP, uh, Extended Play, coming out. Um, The last one that came out, not the actual events, is what it's called, is where the theme music for my show comes from the new one that's coming out i i think i mentioned either the last episode or the episode before i'm not quite sure which one that once i ran out of nine inch nails uh song titles what was i going to do well here they are releasing another one which means i get to extend that a little bit farther in are there variations of these that i should be looking at absolutely um the the EP that's dropping is apparently the sequel to the EP, not the actual events. So it's not the actual events. Um, Add violence, I believe, is the next one, and then there's going to be a third one. So there's going to be a trilogy of EPs, and then I don't know what he's going to do after that. So there is hope that the two, three, maybe four years down the road, I'll still have more titles to work on. But at some point, I'm going to run out. So I just found out that that was coming out, and that's actually coming out on Friday. So I will be purchasing that and adding it to my collection because of any artist that's out there, uh, musical artist, if any musical artist that's out there, that is the one where I would drop actual cash right away with zero prior listening to it um, to own it. Uh, The... There's a question of whether or not the um, How to Destroy Angels would fall into that. There are How to Destroy Angels um, is, uh, let me backtrack that for those that don't know. How to Destroy Angels is Trent Reznor, his wife, and I believe one other person as a band. So they've got a Nine Inch Nails sound, kind of, but it's not the same thing. So I I, I don't know 
I I like some of the stuff from How to Destroy Angels, but I don't like it all. I like everything from Nine Inch Nails. So there is that. So those that haven't been paying attention, or if this is your first episode, all of the episode titles are Nine Inch Nails tracks. Um, I have not gone through and I, I took out all the duplicates. So if there's a song title that's a remix you know the same title and then it has the word remix or so-and-so's remix or whatever i haven't included those so there's no repeats but every song title that is original without the in in parentheses you know with the word remix is included in my list so i'm on episode 25 i think i have them through episode 158 and now that the new one is coming out i think it's going to extend to like episode 160 something 64 63 it's going to be up there because the ep isn't a full 13 tracks or whatever it's just, it's just going to be like a five six seven track thing so um i only cursorily looked at it earlier so i don't really have all kinds of detailed information but i am a huge huge nine inch nails fan so um and, and the way I discovered them is um, we, back in the hometown that I'm from, which was only 3,000 people, there was one night where I was getting a ride from a group of people um, to go to a party uh, as an underaged youth. And then um, the girl that was driving, who I had a crush on, was playing Nine Inch Nails in the car. And I'd asked what it was. She told me I did some more digging around and I was instantly in love. The the, the album she was playing was um, Broken by, uh, well, it was the Broken, which is their second one. Um, in doing the research, I found out that I actually heard Nine Inch Nails beforehand with the Pretty Hate Machine stuff because I remember the video for um, Head Like a Hole. There's... But she basically she was the gateway into that, and I have been I've been a huge fan ever since. Uh, it was in the Navy when I was hanging out at a work get together. The, there was our my department had gotten together. One of the other guys there is a is also a big Nine Inch Nails fans, and he had all kinds of albums I hadn't heard of, like little basically his his list he had all kinds of stuff that didn't i didn't recognize you know i, I recognized the pretty hate machine i recognized the broken and i recognized the downward spiral but he had all kinds of other stuff upon querying him um those were all the the, the things i didn't know what they were were all the the singles uh releases the alternate remix albums all those types of things so that's how I got into that and knew that there was way more than just the surface. And of course, when the internet age hit is when I went nuts. So I have everything that's been released. I've, I'm pretty sure, let me double check this before I say it, but I'm pretty sure that I even have the demo album that is uh, titled The Purest Feeling. Um, I might have it on my drive, my separate... Uh, yeah, it looks like I must have it on the uh, the external hard drive that I have. So, I don't have it on the computer that I'm using, but um, I do have it on... I, I, I own the copy of the demo album, and now I the way it was given to me, so basically I'm not, I'm not saying that... I, I don't know how whoever obtained it and how it was obtained, I don't care. I own it, I own a copy of it now, and I'm happy with it. So... 
That's my little Nine Inch Nails story, and uh, now we can actually go on to what I was going to talk about. For those that are interested, there will be some Bujo RPG talk, but first I am going to talk about the new Star Trek Discovery uh, series and how it relates to everything else. So, last year, late last year, CBS kind of came up with the idea that they were going to launch a new Star Trek series. We hadn't had one running since, oh man, it's been a while. And they they felt that it was time for another Star Trek series. So they wanted to come out with Star Trek Discovery. It came out that it fell into the quote-unquote prime timeline and it came, it, it comes after Enterprise but before the original series and then um, as things kind of leaked out it looks like, or you know, image has been released, it looks like it's thematically or, or visually similar to the J.J. Abrams version, which I like. So... The more I'm finding out about this, the more it is coming to my attention that I, I, I live in a country with people that can't get over themselves, can't accept. They, they, I live in a country that is nostalgia bound, and I, I can't. I have said this a lot, and I, I, I still firmly believe this that nostalgia is, is, in my opinion, means that you can't move on or accept anything new you you're living in the past that's where your head's at that's where your head will always be at nostalgia is for people that can't move on i am all about the new i'm all about the shiny i understand the past was there i still enjoy the past stuff but i'm not sitting here longing for uh, a shatner reappearance as captain kirk okay he he had his run it was great i've moved on so with the Discovery stuff, um, there's a couple of podcasts I listen to that have been hashing over the... There's there's three or four people on this podcast on a regular basis. And the one episode that had all four of them on, I believe, there was a discussion about the Discovery stuff. And one of them is very, very against any sort of reboot, um, remake, reimagining, anything like that. They hate the JJ-verse they hate anything they i don't want to say they they're very averse to new star trek so chris pine and zachary quinto and and then that cast will never be in his wheelhouse which then goes back to the discovery stuff where it's everybody's trying to they're they're, they're desperately trying to fit the wedge this into an era that hasn't been explored yet in star trek lore which now brings me to um, my problem with that situation. I'm I'm okay. I, I really like the relaunch. I it's, it's visually good. The storytelling's much faster. It's it's more exciting to watch. I understand that there's a difference between the original and the new. I still enjoy the original. I still think Rathacon it ranks right up there with one of the as one of the best series of all time. Star Trek movies of all time, sorry. So, but, but with Discovery, what, what I look at is, let's go with the Alien franchise. The, the, the Alien franchise is now progressing back towards where the original Alien movie happened. Everybody wants 
it connected very closely to that. Nobody can accept the fact that, you know, maybe this needs a refresher. Maybe this needs a, a, a shining up. And that's where I'm at with Star Trek is that just like the current way Star Wars is going, Star Wars is originally set up to tell a story, have a gap, tell a story, have a gap, tell a story, have a gap, tell a story, and so on and so forth. What Disney is now doing is going back and making all these movies. Rogue One fills in what happens between A New Hope, or sorry, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Great. Han Solo will go back and fill in more gap. The problem with what's happening with Disney's version of Star Wars is that they are going to fill in all the gaps. We're going to have a non-stop story from episode one through the end of time. And it's part of the nostalgia issue, but it's also part of the they can't seem to get out of... They, they don't want to create anything new. The Force Awakens was 100% fan service. It was nothing but wank. If I wanted to see... A New Hope, I would just watch A New Hope. There are things that are redeeming in it. Great. Back to Star Trek. By making Discovery in the era that it's in, they are filling in a gap. My worry is that Discovery will completely fill in all the pieces from Enterprise to the original series. Then they will have another series down the road, which will fill in all the gaps between the original series and the next generation. I want new Star Trek, but I don't want new Star Trek shackled by what's already come. You don't, with Discovery, you have an opportunity. You don't, don't retell the stories from the original series. Tell new stories, but don't... You, we don't need to be obligated to fit into a quote-unquote canon. Why are you shack? Why why are you hamstringing yourself so much to tell a story? You could just just tell the damn story. Are there going to be people upset about it? Yeah, but there are ways around this. You know what? Don't tell us when it happens. Let us figure it out. There's one. Don't tie it to what's already out there. You've got. Two starships, you're going to be doing a, a this, that, and the other thing. There's a reference to an Enterprise every now and then. Don't talk about Captain Kirk. Don't talk about Captain Archer. Don't talk about anything that happened in the original series or Enterprise. Just tell the damn story. Stop trying to fulfill the uber nerd that needs to have every little detail about every little thing that ever happened in that universe. Do something new. I'm going to watch the series. I'm going to be interested to where they go with it. I'm not very happy that they are basically going to create this with handcuffs on. Just just go forward with it. Stop, stop with the whole it has to be prime timeline garbage. The, the fan base is so upset that there isn't a movie set or a series set after Nemesis. Do you know what's going to happen after Nemesis, logically speaking? You've got the, the Romulan Empire that's, for all intents and purposes, going to merge into the Federation. There's going to be 75 years to 100 years of that. And, you know, yeah, there's going to be other things going on, but 
in order to do what they have done in the past, they're going to have to create another Klingons or another Borg to have a big threat. And you're running out of ideas, honestly. Just stop trying to fit all these ideas into a box. They, the, CBS has taken a box. They said, We're, this is the box that we have to operate in. Why? Just set a piece of paper down, blank, and say, this is, this is what we're containing ourselves to. There's nothing on the paper. Exactly. Why am I going to limit my potential stories? What that I could tell. So I wanted to say all of that to to explain that I'm I'm sick to death of everyone and their nostalgia wank. And I keep saying that because it's it keeps being true. So when when the baby boomers or not the baby boomers, the 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 earliest Gen Xers were in power. We had all these 70s album music things going on. There was all these 70s revival things going on. Now we're in an era where the late Gen Xers and the early um, millennials or exennials or whatever they're calling them these times, they're there in power. So we're having all these 80s reboots. Pretty soon we're going to go through a 90s phase and then we're going to go through a 2000s phase, which for all intents and purposes, isn't that just going back to the 70s because we're just going to keep recycling the same things over and over and over again? We're, we need move in an original direction. Do new things. Tell new stories. Don't hamstring yourself to some quote-unquote canon. There are some things that have done everything in a canon sense like doctor who doctor who does it just fine because but they keep moving forward they keep doing new things they keep going in new directions everything that came before is still good if they were adhering to some sort of strict super timeline we wouldn't have the situation that we have right now so we wouldn't have a gallifrey disappears there wouldn't be a time war because how does that work um are technically we're living in an alternate Doctor Who universe. You know, after the Time War happened, everything changed. So let, let just let Star Trek go where it wants to go. I mean, don't 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 adhere to a canon is what I'm saying. Just just go tell the stories you want to tell. Do things in an original direction and stop worrying about whether or not fans are going to accept it. The fans that don't accept it are never going to accept anything. They're just, all they want is is a Shatner Kirk, a Nimoy Spock, a James Duhon Scotty. They don't want anything new. They accepted TNG, maybe, but they don't accept Deep Space Nine or Voyager or Enterprise. There are going to be people that always are like that. You're never going to please them, so stop trying. Because what you're doing right now is you're dragging the whole franchise down to sit everything in the little little and I want to imp- I want to impress upon you how small that is sandbox that you have now decided to play in in the TNG timeline right up to nemesis we've only explored 19% of the galaxy or maybe even not that there's a lot more of the galaxy what about a star trek vessel that gets thrown into another galaxy that's a whole new situation what about not adhering to what came before and just telling the new stories? So we've got Klingons that look however you want Klingons to look. 
You've got Romulans that do whatever Romulans want to do. We can have we can retell their histories. We can kind of take what didn't work and make it work in a better way now that we're retelling it. Just don't tie yourself down to the nostalgic view of it has to fit into a canon. That story's run its course. I mean, and like I said earlier, I'm worried that after Discovery happens, we're going to have another series that fills in the gap between TOS and TNG. Maybe we have something that happens before Enterprise. You know, basically, at some point, Star Trek will have told every single story possible between the end of the human, like the World War III, all the way up through Nemesis. And then maybe they'll start going after the Nemesis direction. And just, whatever. You know, there's there's so many interesting things that can be done. Like the Battlestar Galactica, when it was reimagined awesome show the old one it's it's got its its flair but you know there's people out there that oh you the, the imagining that you can't redo anything just you know it was it's better than the original so they and they just refuse to accept it whatever enough of that i did want to talk about star trek that was the the point of of sitting down today and um i did promise you that there would be some bujo rpg talk and that's where i am going now last week fell off the wagon towards the end of the week. I, I didn't keep track of anything um, earlier this week. Same situation. I've been kind of trying to catch up. Next week, I've already set up. I'm ready to go. As soon as Saturday hits, I'm going to hit the ground running. My problem is, is that work kind of went completely in a direction that nobody at work was expecting. So my normal work day has been 8 o'clock to 4.30 on an 8-hour day. And then, because um, there's a half-hour lunch in there. And then every once in a while, and I stress every once in a while, we would work longer. Um, maybe a route went down and we all had to split it up, take pieces of it here and there. Maybe somebody is new on a route and we needed to go help them. Great. So, you know, every once in a while you're working 9, maybe 10 hours. Last week... And as the trend is happening this week, um, our start time got moved up a half hour, so 8.30, which means 5 o'clock is the 8-hour point. Um, we're all getting out of the office late due to things that are going on in the office, and therefore we're all working extra late. So I am on a routine basis working past 6 o'clock, like regularly at this point. It's unfortunate, but and, and this is what has caused me to fall off with the Bujo RPG. For those that have been following the Instagram, my I believe it's the last picture I released is the format that I will be using for the next release. I'm I'm toying with a couple of things. I'm still working on a couple of graphics, but um, I'm I'm also going to test in a different way. So I'm kind of eh, wow. I'm kind of going to look at accelerating things to see how this would work like this and how this how other things would work like that but basically in the picture you see the formatting that's what i'm going to release is the next version um mine says wuxia because i from the start i told you i was using the wuxia template and that's kind of what i was designing it around um i was toying with a star trek-esque template to release i'm still hopefully going to do that i was also kind of toying with a comic booky looking version of it so you get the the drop shadow boxes and the word bubbles and 
maybe your icon is a superhero instead of a you know instead of a martial artist like I have. But if you go to the Instagram Emerald at Emerald sorry at Emerald Specter, you'll see the the picture that I released. But it's I'm going I, I'm going to try to release the next version before Halloween. So that means at some point in time I'm going to need to have time to sit down and actually write it up. Uh, I've made the decision not to go back and edit the original releases, so the typos that are in there will always be in there. Version 2 or 1.5 or whatever version I end up being on, and for those that are wondering, I'm currently on version 1.3 in the actual testing phase. Um, I want to say that's right, 1.3? I don't know if I'm going to jump that up for, you know, to version two, just to have version two out there with a new template release. Um, or if I'm just going to keep going as is, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, with the next release, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping to have another template. Somebody that found the Bujo RPG, took it and added all kinds of stuff. She's been doing all kinds of different stuff. I found her on Instagram because she tagged, she tagged something I did. And then I looked at her feed, and I saw what she was doing. I'm going to be looking at that and seeing if I can integrate anything that she is currently using into that also. So while I am talking about that, let me go into Instagram, because I am following her now. Uh, the Cherry Bombshell is the, uh, or at The Cherry Bombshell. That's that's her, that's her uh, at there. So let me go to her page here so go back wait a second all right well she's got like quests and battles and skills and level and and oh basically she rewrote everything i did and then she's got modifiers in different ways and i, I just there go look at it um She's got hers titled uh, Bujo RPG Daily Table. And it there's a lot of things on here that, I, I like I said, I wanted to look at it and see if there were things that I could integrate into it. The Cherry Bombshell. It looks interesting to me. Um, definitely expanded it out. Maybe there are things I can include in future releases. Maybe there are different things I can do. Maybe something that she's got on there gives me inspiration to go in a different direction. The whole point of releasing the Buju RPG in the first place was so that you could take it, customize it to yourself. You know, you could certainly just take my template and run with it that way because that's the way I'm using it. That's how I'm doing it. Um, I've been given a lot of feedback about things to include. Some people, instead of XP, um, have decided to use money they like to treat themselves now and then so instead of xp they're earning dollars and cents and then these dollars and cents goes towards a amazon shopping spree or an ice cream outing or something along those lines and i i don't necessarily have room for things where i live so i don't do a lot of buying of things but um i uh i definitely i can see how that that would work in that direction I've mentioned this in the past, and in a future release, I will have a means of a character-collecting version of the Bujo RPG, which is what I wanted in the first place. Um, similar to uh, the, the two games that I play that are of that ilk um, are Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, 
where you're collecting characters and participating in different things in the game to work towards different, like getting XP and, and building up your characters and things. And the other thing I play is called Wuxia Legends. In the English-speaking or the U.S. store, it's probably Wulin Legends at this point. Um, I found it before it wasn't in our store anymore. Um, it's a mob game or a Moby game. No, I don't even know. I think it's a mob game. If you if you did a search for uh, Wuxia, which is uh, W-U-X-I-A Legends, Wuxia Legends um, app, you should come up with the, the company that makes it. They make a few games, but only only Wulin Legends in the um, Apple Store US is available. Basically, you collect characters and you do the same thing you do in Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. You, you collect characters, you build up characters, and you participate in different areas, advancing things as you go. So that's kind of what I wanted the Bujo RPG to be in the first place. So hopefully that goes with what, you know, hopefully I develop that in the future. Because it's something I want to do, and I'm hopefully saying that lets other people kind of give them the idea of, you know, that would be cool too. Um, the original version will always be around. I'm never going to take it down, so it'll always be available as long as I have a website or have the Emerald Spectre website up and running. And and you can use it as, as you want. But um, that'll probably be it for this episode. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me. You can find me at Emerald Spectre on both Instagram and Twitter. You can always email me at emeraldspector.com at gmail.com. You can find all these podcasts, the Bujo RPG, my on hiatus show, The Greatest Show, which should be coming back in September. Um, I'm still working on guests. I'm pretty sure I've got three of them lined up. I don't have dates yet, but uh, one of them I'm pretty sure will be on the debut. Uh, And then the other one is dependent upon when they get off of the television show that they're currently on. I'm not getting responses from some of the smaller podcasts I was hoping for future Greatest Show guests, which I find odd. I would have thought that the smaller podcasts would have been more apt to want to, you know, swap audiences. But that being said, you know, I'll, I guess I'll start going in the direction I wanted to go in the first place, which is the, you know, I, I don't necessarily need a Brad Pitt or, um, I don't know, like the top tier 100% big name superstars, but you know, I want to start going after people that interest me to to include on. So I'm I follow chess. While I would love to have Magnus Carlson on, maybe I would be more able to get on someone lower ranked, someone that doesn't participate in the competitive nature of chess anymore, you know, maybe a a Judith Polgar or I don't know. Um I would say Hikaru uh, Nakamura, but he's um, like number two in the world right now. So it's he's U.S. based. But I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is get a chess personality on because I play chess. I follow competitive chess. Um, I would love to have a sumo wrestler on because I follow professional sumo. I don't know how many of them speak English, so, so that would be a barrier to entry there. Um, I follow professional bodybuilding. I would love to have a Kai Green or a... Um, you know, well, Kai Green has never been Mr. Olympia, but um, Heath, Phil Heath would be uh, interesting to have. But again, you know, having them at the top of their game, the the champion, for instance, I think that the champion would have, I would have a hard time getting them. But um, I've always wanted to talk uh, to Kai Green because he's, he's always interested me as long as I've known he's existed, basically. So um, that would be someone I would want to get on. 
you know, um, I wouldn't mind having a NASCAR driver on, you know, like again, not, you know, not, not, uh, what Johnson, whatever Johnson, geez, I can't even think of his name. The guy that's won a lot of them recently, but you know, maybe I can get a, a, a somebody who's more up and coming, you know, coming on and start, you know, reaching in that way. I still want to get Dirk Manning on. I would love to have a Brian Michael Bendis on. That one's probably going to be a little bit harder to get on. Um, he's, you know, he once again, he's one of the top ones at the game. But you know, start working on the personalities that I would love to have on that interest me to have conversations with in a, in a, not a interview setting, but more of a, let's just have a conversation setting, which is what the greatest show is. So now that I've gone way past that, remember the contact info. Thanks for sticking with me as long as you have this episode and we will see you next week on the Spectre Show.